This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. We're going to talk about today out of John, the 8th chapter, 31 and 32, and talking about starting over. Jesus said it this way. Jesus turned to the Jews, I'm reading out of the Message Bible, who had claimed to believe in him. How many of you claim to believe in him? Amen. If you stick with this, living out what I tell you, you are, I'll just share with you, Sam, uh, living out what I tell you, you are my disciples for sure. Then you will experience for yourselves the truth, and the truth will free you. Now, uh, one translation says, if you continue... In my word, if you continue. You know, that word if is a huge word, isn't it? It's an empowering word. It's also a very challenging word. But it leaves us with a choice. You say, I always have a choice. I have a choice. See, no matter what the situation, where, where things are, at, the devil will lie to you and say, well, you have no choice. You know, and he leaves you with, with uh, options, you know, uh, that are forced upon you. You know, poverty is not having any options or any positive options. Prosperity is having lots of options. Amen? A rich person has more options than a poor person. And if, 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 you're, if you see yourself as poor... Uh, I didn't say that's how God sees you because he said let the poor say I am rich and not just saying that wishing that were so in Jesus you've been made rich through his poverty we have been made rich and how so we have tremendous options in the name of Jesus we have tremendous options in and opportunities in the kingdom of God we have we have more options with God than we ever had with the devil. All right, moving right along. But it's if we continue. A lot of people are not continuing. They're not continuing uh, following on to know the Lord, not continuing as a disciple. See, you know, uh, that's the mark of a disciple. He says, he says if you continue. Now, we're talking about starting over. He said continuing or sticking with this. It means many times in life there is a starting over. And, and the starting over, though, should be I have decided to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm, all, I'm going to start over. I'm going to continue as a disciple of Jesus. So let's turn back to Jeremiah Oh. Can I just read this? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is out of the Passion Translation, that John 8, 31, 32, but in the verse 32 it says, For if you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your life. And how do we get freedom? The Word of God, but knowing what no. the Word of God it says, then receiving what His Word says, and then walking in it and acting like we believe it. See, we can't just say, oh yes, I know what God says, but are we doing 
what God says. That's where the freedom will come into your life and you will start seeing the turnaround. Amen? It's not just mentally ascending to, yes, I believe it, I agree with that, but it really has no, there's not an embracing that wholeheartedly to where we're, where we're living that out. That's what the scripture says. It says sticking with it, living it out, proving it out in our lives, applying it to our lives. It's just information if there's no application. It's in the application, applying the word mm-hmm. uh, to our life that yes. revelation comes. You know, the, the information, really revelation uh, comes uh, to uh, the information. God shows us how this applies to our life so that we see how to do it. How do you know that there are millions of people going to sit in churches all over the world today that, you know, have are just listening? Mm-hmm. And they're going to hear a sermon, but it doesn't apply to their life. So it doesn't work for you. It just won't work for you if you don't apply it. You pull up to the gas pump, sit there all day long, 24-7. They can come, you know, you can be there a month. But if you never get out the car and pump the... Pump the fuel into your car. You've got to apply yes, the purpose right. for why you're there. We're, we're here to hear the word of God, not just hear it, but be a doer of it. Mm-hmm. How does what I'm hearing today apply to my life? I understand that there's information overload. So we're, you know, in the world that we live in today, and you, you came from a week of too much information. Okay? The cares, concerns, all the happenings halfway around the world, all the way around the world, mama and them, sister and them, so-and-so, the neighbors, you know, the mayor, the everybody else. A lot of it just, you know, it's just, it really doesn't directly apply to your life to where you don't need to know it. But you need to know what God's saying. Yes. Because he's going to be talking directly to you. You didn't come here today for here to hear for uh, for them. We came here today f- to hear for us, mm-hmm. for myself. Say yeah. me, myself. Yeah. See, you got to be the one that will sample God in order to be able to example God. Yeah. Amen. All right. You all can hear me. All right, can't you? All right. Now, uh, in Jeremiah one nine and ten, we went here and looked at this last week. So God reached out, touched my mouth and said, look, I've just put my words in your mouth, hand delivered. See what I've done. I've given you a job to do. So the word of God, God giving us his word is for a work that he is going to do. Also, it is for, uh, it is, it is for a work that we are to do. The word works if we work the word and as as people you know created in the image and likeness of god whether uh, born again or even not born again this this world works on words Mm -hmm. it's words we work with words so we need to we need to then uh judge the words that we're listening to and we need to judge how we're listening to those words. Because there's all kind of voices in the world. There's all kind of information in the, uh, in the world. But we need, to, we need to 
we can be very picky and choosy about the words. Because that's what's going to begin to work in our life. Amen. So he says, see uh, what I've done. He says, I've given you a job to do. There is a greater, because it's a God purpose of serving, a God serving purpose for our life. See what God has done. See, God created us and made each one of us specifically to serve his purpose. To be a reflection of who he is, what he does. The kingdom of heaven, what he has. Life like he says it should be. We are shining examples of that. That's our purpose in life, is to glorify God. Say, my purpose, my purpose is to glorify God. To glorify God. See, it's to be a reflection of the image of his dear son Jesus. Now, it doesn't mean we all look alike. Aren't you glad that we're different? Mm-hmm. But it took all of us to, to express the greatness of God. Each and every one of us has a specific gifting and, and grace and, and calling. Uh, on our life and and how we express that individually glorifies God. And together, that's why together we're better because people can see more of Jesus, not less. Mm -hmm. Amen. The ultimate thing would be that when people look at uh, our life, they see not just us, but they see Jesus. Mm -hmm. That we're showing people Jesus. Your unique expression of him that, that really pleases God. God was pleased to make you so unique and so different from anyone else. That, and, and anytime you look at your hand, you see the hand of God slipped up inside there. And every fingerprint is different from everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Your voice, uh, your, your voice uh, uh, has an inflection and tone different from everybody else. You don't sound just like everybody else. You don't look just like everybody else. You're not just like everybody else. Yet, in the sameness of, of the image of God, uniquely you glorifies and pleasures God. Yeah. Gives God so happy, so glad. We kind of had a ringing. There's a ringing up here, guys. It keeps ringing up here. You just cut the volume down, I suppose. I remember one time we were had the kids down at the farm and they had all those hogs, remember? Not, they, the little ones wouldn't stay in the pen and that time you had bought a bunch of, uh, I think, uh, special of hot dogs and french fries uh, from when Sonic was here. Mm-hmm. And man, those hogs was was squealing and carrying on. They wanted those french fries <laughs> and hot dogs, didn't they? But we ate them anyway. A little squealing and squawking and some hindrance didn't go bother me. You know, we were hungry. We just ate them anyway. Are you listening? Yes. We're going to just listen to this anyhow, aren't right. we? We're just going to hear what God's saying anyway. We're not going to be all distracted because everything ain't perfect. How many of you know if you wait till everything's perfect, you'll never get anything done? Mm-hmm. If you let the, If you let just a little bit of, you know, uh, every uh, uh, stuff that ain't right, See, you know, cancel out what is right is, God, I'm still listening. I'm focused in on you. Amen? Uh, All this other stuff will work out.
I always take special note of uh, whenever there's resistance and a hindrance. First of all, it's not going to stop me. I don't let it stop me. But I, but I, I pay attention. Now, why in the world would there be so much trouble over this? <laughs> well, you know, uh, he says, see, I've given you a job to do. Our job is to work with God, to work with God's words. Now, he goes down and tells uh, Jeremiah, he says, your job is to pull up and tear down, take apart and demolish, and then start over building and planning. Why would we, why is the first thing a pulling, a pulling up, a tearing down, a taking apart and demolishing? It's the demolition of the old. You know, we're born into a world that is not in God's order. We're born into a, a kingdom of darkness. We're born under the curse of sin. And we have to be born again into the kingdom of his dear son, uh, which is light. Yes, we have yes. to... Uh, so the old has to be torn, pulled up and torn out. Who you, who you, uh, the old you, see, the, the, the Bible says the old uh, nature, the old sinful man, the man of sin, the woman of sin, see, uh, that which was born separated from God, lived in the dark, just bumped around, did whatever felt good, did whatever we wanted to do, did whatever the world's way was. So that has, to, that has to be removed in order to be replaced. God doesn't build the new on top of the old foundation. Yes, that's right. Amen. God says that when we're born again, uh, and, he's, and Jesus said that you must be born again. Or you can never see the kingdom of God. You can't even begin to see it until we come to the place of repentance. And the Bible says repentance is turning around, yes. going in a different direction. Amen. The first message of the kingdom, repent. Turn around. All right. And when we turn towards God, see the world's going from God. We, we are going towards God. Yes, it's a whole yes. different road. And when we're born again, the Bible says, you're not the old man remade over. You're not that old person. That was who you were. When you get born again, you are a brand new creation. So why does the devil, uh, why does the, uh, the devil try to tell you, you know, keep bringing up your past and, you know, well, this is who you are. This is how it always is. You never this. You never that. And it's like, well, you know, uh, we have to embrace the new. Yes. We have to embrace that we are a new creation altogether. God created you new. The you you are now, it ne didn't exist before. That was the old self. The old self life. And we live for self. We didn't live for God or for God's family. We didn't live for God's purposes. We didn't live God for God's will and God's way. But when we become born again, uh, see, now everything has changed. We're going a different yes. way. We live for a different purpose and a different reason. We live for God and live for his family. True? Mm -hmm. True. All right. So, uh, the first thing is that yeah, you know, and and removal is not always fun, particularly if it's cemented in place, mm -hmm. if it's a stronghold. 
You know, if it's deeply rooted, if it's been years building and building and building and settling and, and getting, you know, uh, uh, and, and, it's, and it's really well established, it becomes a stronghold. How do you know it's a stronghold? It has a stronghold on me. Mm-hmm. See? And the Word of God is the only thing that pulls. He said, see, I put my words in your mouth. And that Word is for a de- demolition first. Mm-hmm. It's to pull some things up, uproot some things. It's to, it's to dismantle some things. It's to demolish some things that are not the new you, that are not uh, God's will and God's way for your life in the new life that you're to live now, that we're to live now. Does that make sense? That's why the Bible says that we are to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the the uh, message Bible says, take your everyday life. You're you're walking around. You're working. You know. You're eating. You're sleeping. Life and lay it before God as a sacrifice. See, and uh, and realize this that in doing that, see there it, there has to be what, that we're that we're not so easily conformed. We just don't fit into the way that the the world works and how we used to do everything. He said, don't be conformed to that any longer. He said, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. We need new information. Yes. We need to live in the revealing of the new that God has for you and for I. Mm-hmm. See? And, and, and when we as, we, as that mind is renewed, we are going to be changed from faith to faith strength to strength, glory uh, to glory. The Bible says in another place that this is not a natural thing. He said, you know, first of all, it's going to be a fight between the flesh, the old nature, the old script, the old computer program, what's on the hard drive, see? that It just has to be it, it has to be removed and then replaced. Yes. It can't be replaced and there be a mixture. It has to, the Bible says this, it says you have to bring every thought that, that exalts itself, that puts itself higher than the thoughts of God, mm-hmm. that, that argues and reasons and... Uh, you know, uh, and tries to nullify the knowledge of God. Amen? The knowledge of God. So we need to be concerned with, with the uh, knowledge. What does God know about me? How does God think about me? Mm-hmm. I need to know that. Yes. How many of you think it would be beneficial to your life to know uh, what God knows about you. Not not just wishes, but knows about you because He purposed and planned you before the foundations of the world. When He told Abraham, remember He said, I have made you the father of many nations. Boy, didn't have a kid. It was impossible for Him to even have one child. But He says, I've already done this. Yes. I already purposed this, I planned it, and I will completely provide for it. I need you to walk by faith. And Abraham did, but he had to get his mind renewed. Yes, yes. He had to think that same way. 
He had to actually, God had to change his name, which meant what? Names mean something. When he changed his name from Abram to Abraham, uh, every time his name was called or even said, my name is Abraham, it said, well, I'm the father of many nations. I'm the father of many nations. I am Mm -hmm. who God says I am. Mm -hmm. Amen? All right. Now, he says, after the tearing down and the taking apart and the demolishing, he says, and then start over building and planting. Uh, there's a starting over, which would be the, re- the replacement. All right, Jeremiah 18, 1 through 9. Do you have anything you want to add to that? All right, Jeremiah 18, 1 and uh, uh, 18, and we're going to look at... Uh, God told Jeremiah, the same one he spoke to in the first chapter, 18 chapters later, he go And, you know, Jeremiah's in between here and then, you know, I'm sure Jeremiah, you know, you can read the book and, and he goes, God, you know, you're too much for me. You kind of tricked me. I, did, I just read over the contract. I signed it. I didn't realize my words were going to tear everything up. We're going to challenge everything that was not like you wanted it. For a nation, the government, mm-hmm. the friends and family. I mean, he goes down the list. He says, man, I'm, I've become the enemy, and all I've done is say what you said because it was so contrary to the direction that everyone and everything was going in. You know, There was this pulling up, this upheaval, this uprooting, the tearing down, you know, the demolishing of a society and a people that were that were just going their own way, and we could yes. say the proverbial, yes. you know, to hell in a handbasket. And the indictment against them, it, and he and he pointed it towards the preachers and towards the prophets, and he said this to them. Uh, he said to all of you that are, that you're lying, you're making this stuff up. I never sent you, and I never said what you're saying. You're saying, telling this people, nothing bad will ever happen to us because we think we are the people of God. We claim to have believed God. Are you listening? Yet we're living co- totally contrary to the covenant with God. That we don't believe there's any consequences to those choice. We take for granted the grace and the mercy of God who's held back the judgment, which is simply the harvest of these kinds of seeds, as long as he can. And we've used that space to just do anything we want to do, anyway, anyhow, anytime, and shove God off over in the corner and say, if we need you, we'll call on you. God says, that's not how this works. See, the original call is that God wanted you and I and he needed yes. us. Yes. Amen. He created us to be his family and to, and to do life together with, her, with us his way. Amen. All right. Now, he uh, says this. He says, up on your feet. Everybody say up. Up. You know, sometimes we have to get up uh, on our feet and go. We got to go forward. You just can't sit and stay stagnant doing the same thing expecting anything different. If you don't change anything you're doing right now, doing, not just thinking, not just intending, but in what you are doing where God is concerned, will you have any other kind of results other than that? Well, 
You will to, but in a negative sense. God is moving forward. And if we're just standing still, even if we don't make a move, the current is too strong in this world's way, we'll get further and further and further and further away from God to where we don't hear His voice anymore. Then we're going to imagine that we're hearing His voice. And when we imagine that we're hearing His voice, what does the Bible say? It says that... He says, listen, he goes, it, it, you no longer want or require of necessity to hear my voice, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to answer you through the idol that's in your heart. Do you know that uh, that there are idols today? We would say, oh, no, we don't worship idols. Well, self is an idol. Pride is an idol. Pride of life. I don't need God. Everything's okay. You know, Uh if I need him, you know, usually say, you know, when everything goes haywire to hell, say, got the devil all up in your business, then we call out to God. Well, you know, it's supposed to be the other way around. You know, we're so, heaven's supposed to be all up in the midst of the devil's business. The kingdom is advancing. He's saying, go up on your feet and go, going forward now into the new uh, that God will, and he says this, go to the potter's house. When you get there, I'll tell you what I have to say. So uh, uh, he says, up on your feet and go. Everybody say, up on your feet. Up on your feet. And go. And go. Well, go where? To the potter's house. Go to the house. Go to where God is going to say something to you and show you something. Where's the house that God's speaking at and showing us at? Are you listening? Who's the potter in this? God's saying, I'm going to show you that I'm the potter and you're the clay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you what I can do, what I want to do. Yes. So can we take this literally? It's figurative, but is it a literal that we should get up in order to go forward? And where we should go is to the house where God wants to say something to us and show us a picture from the scripture Yes. yes. for our life. Are you hearing? Amen. Well, it says this. So I went to the potter's house, and sure enough, the potter was there. Aren't you glad when you come to the house of God that God is here? Yes. You should go to a house where God is there. How do we know that God's there? God speaks. Mm -hmm. God speaks. God speaks to us before we get here that we should come here. God speaks to us when we get here that, are you listening? Through everything that's said and done, God's speaking the whole time. Mm -hmm. And if we're listening, wanting to see God, wanting to hear God, He'll show us. He'll tell us specifics for your life, details for uh, for our life. Mm -hmm. Amen. So I went to the potter's house, and sure enough, the potter was there working away at his wheel. Whenever the a pot the potter was working on turned out badly as sometimes happens when you're working with uh, clay whenever it turned out badly let's speak to this right here is failure a factor in this life yes it is in the positive it would be for a life lesson learned in the negative uh, you know, as failure factor, you know, we need to understand this. No, it does not, failure is not fatal, and failure therefore should not be final. Mm-hmm. 
See, now God doesn't fail. See, uh, the potter, you know, failure isn't with the potter. And here's where the devil's deception comes in. You know, uh, he'll get us to, you know, uh, deceive us, distract us, get us to make a choice that's not God's will or way for our life. And then when it turns out badly, he'll say, see there, you were following God. You were trying to obey God. You were, uh, you know, you know, but failure, failure is a factor in succeeding. You cannot succeed if you, if you never fail. What you really learn is when you go down through the, the, the test, it's multiple choice, and you guess that. You knew some of them. You thought some of them. But you guessed that most of them. You know. Uh, you don't think twice about that. I got that right. But when you get something wrong, now you're subject to want to know, well, what's the right answer? Now we're learning. Yes. Failure is... It is a has should have a causative effect in our life that we want to learn because we want to know why is that wrong? Mm-hmm. How did I get that wrong? Are you listening? But wrong is never with the teacher. Wrong is never with the potter. Wrong yes. is never with God. But the devil always points to God. Mm-hmm. It certainly couldn't be you or I right. that was wrong. <laughs> Amen. And on his way to blaming God, remember the result of the curse is just excuse yourself, then blame somebody. Mm-hmm. Make an excuse for yourself by blaming someone. What'd you do, girl? It was the devil. <laughs> you know? Uh, and then he looked at Adam and he said, "What about, why has she been put in this position? And he said... Well, you know, you put me in a position because you gave me her. And she listened to the devil. There's always an excuse and blame. Anytime you hear an excuse, behind it there'll be a blame because somebody's a victim. And as long as we're there, we'll always be the victim. Hmm? You know the saying, throw, uh, you know, uh, throw you under the bus? Or how'd that work out for Adam and Eve throwing God under the bus? <laughs> He's never wrong. He's always right. And he's always loving and kind. But that's why he's always right. Because love always wants the best and the right things for us. Amen. All right. Uh, the, it's the clay. It's the man uh, and the woman that failed. Amen. But, and if we'll trust God, even when we fail, you know, um, you know, whether we meant it or not, but when we find ourselves, oh, I've made a wrong choice. I made a bad mistake. I made the wrong turn. You know, God is always there if we will allow him and let him, and like Pastor said, trust God, God will take that failure and push us forward. See, but the devil wants you to take that failure and just let it destroy you or convince you that's it. You're done. Your future's over. Now you never will succeed. Now you never can be used by God, which that is all a lie from the enemy. So today, get a hold of that. Failure is the time to start over and let God push you forward into some greater things that God has for you. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Because I want you to see in this, it says that it, when things turn out badly, have you ever, has it ever turned out badly yes. for you? You know, when you look at it, you go, boy, this just isn't working. This is, this just is not working out for the way that I hoped it would, uh, the way that God said it should work out. Something's not right here. It turns out badly. He says, as sometimes happens when you're working with, with uh, clay. You know, we're human, aren't we? Even at the best, we're, we're looking through a glass darkly, the Bible says, you know. But we, we have to live from the inside out, not just by what we see yes. with our natural eyes, yes. but we've got to allow the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit. The thing about the Holy Spirit is he doesn't force himself on anyone. He, he has to be invited. Mm-hmm. We have to really be sensitive. We can grieve the Spirit of God by resisting Him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, by, you know, uh, it, you know, uh, we're not here to control God or control the Holy Spirit. He's here to control us. And when control doesn't mean He doesn't manipulate us. He doesn't force us. He doesn't make us. You know, when uh, Sandy and I uh, got married, there were a lot of things that I found out. You know, uh, that I was not Mr. Perfect. Remember? <laughs> but you married me anyway. You know, you loved me anyway. Now, has some of those? I said some, not all. Answer truthfully. Have there been some improvement? Yes, a lot. All right, then, see? The Holy Spirit takes us on in the same way. He loves us. He wants to do life together with us. So he doesn't force us, but there can be some improvement. Mm -hmm. There can be some changes. Where, where the two of us, even though may, we may see looking at the same thing differently, that does not compete. It complements each other. We see it better together. We do life better together. There's more agreement now than there's disagreement. Say, you know. But I, you know, we've both been through, you know, trying to manipulate each other, mold each other, make each other. And you get to the place where you say, you know, only God can, right. you know, only God can That's do right. that. And when we get out of the way, then what happens? God can do a work. Mm-hmm. But it takes a revelation from his word. That's right. You know? Well, you got to believe that, you know, I, I know this, you know, that I know what God was thinking when he made you. He was mm-hmm. thinking about me. Mm-hmm. And the same thing there. Perfect fit. You know, did it start out a perfect fit? No, two fists bumping, two rock hard opinions, two, you know, my way or the highway bumping each other. We had to learn to open up and we had to learn to fit. And it's the same way with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The Bible says he is the engagement ring of God, the ring of promise. He is the first, he's the promise of a life uh, together. But you know, uh, we have to open our lives to yes, Him. We have yes. to open our minds, open our hearts to Him. And we have to work with Him. Amen. And you know, uh, I can tell now, years ago, uh, I, I wasn't sensitive to it. You know, I'd hurt your feelings. And, you know, then after, you know, after uh, she didn't want to be near me, 
because I'd hurt her, I'd grieved her, you know, I'd go, well, what's the matter? What's wrong? Nothing. No, no, something's wrong. You know, what's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> I go, you're going to have to tell me. She goes, you should know. I go, all right, I'm not a mind reader. If I'm dumb in a rock and I did something wrong, I can't. How am I going to read your mind that I did something wrong? You've got to tell me, you know. But what it did, be, it, it, it causes a walls go up, a separation. We do the same thing with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We cannot listen to him. See? We just override his, his feelings, mm-hmm. be insensitive, and do things that grieve him. What grieves him? When we, when we listen to the devil and we think the devil's way or we think the world's way is better than God's way. And of course, there's they're two different things. Amen. Every high thing that exalts itself against what God knows about us, what God wants for us, what God knows that we need, has to be brought under the knowledge of God, who has been given to us so that we can know God, the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't know God. You can guess about God. You can think. I think God is like this, but the Holy Spirit takes of the things that are of God and gives them to us. Shows yes. them to us, the Bible says. Amen. Amen. I remember uh, um, I worked at a job and, and uh, I, I, I wanted the job. It was a promotion. But I didn't want the guy that was going to be my boss. I met with the owner and I said, I want the job. I just don't like him. He goes, well, he goes with it. Okay, he, he's going to be the boss. So if you want the job, you got to accept the boss. So, you know, he's a heathen dog. I mean, he just, you know, uh, uh, you know, and not just that he was a mocker and a scoffer. He gave me a hard time. But, you know, that was a mistake because I had to pray for him. And when I prayed for him, eventually he became, he got saved. Are you listening? And then, you know, that's how that's how you turn your enemy, your foes into friends. You you know, and what the devil a lot of times he's he's jabbing you, and God just saying, just pray for that. Mm-hmm. And just then he did did he uh, start over with a guy named Saul, named him Paul, then because the church prayed, he persecuted him. So you he, you pray for those who persecute you, and they get saved. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Look at this willingness, though, of the potter to start over. Sometimes the clay's not willing to, we're not willing to start over because uh, it's, uh, you know, um, it's, we have hurts and disappointments in life. Especially when the devil gets involved and blames God, that then it it we get infected with an unwillingness mm-hmm. to try again, an unwillingness to start over mm-hmm. with God. Yes. The the deception is he goes, Well start over, but don't you know, don't don't get yourself so far over there on this God thing. You, you know, you don't you don't want too much of God. Think let's think about it. let's just stop for a minute and just Unpack that for just a second. Boy, that was powerful, wasn't it? Unpack that. 
think about that. Is there any such thing as too much God, too much of who he is, what he has and what he does, the God that's good, the God that's light, the God that's life, the God that's the healer, the God that's the deliverer, the God that's the protector, the God that's the provider, the God that tells you the truth. Is there any such thing? Who would dare to say such a thing except the devil? Mm-hmm. Now just limit this God thing. And see, if we buy that, we will limit God. Mm-hmm. We'll limit what God wants to do. What God desired to do, what God designed to do for you and with you. I like this, that how, you know, and we're going to look at this. I mean, all the way, we're going to stay with this starting over for a while from the standpoint of God is a God who is willing to start over, who does start over, who, I mean, the, the entirety of this book, all the way to the, through to the last chapter, talks about, you know, uh, and in eternity where God has said to start over, start over, start over, start over, start over, start over. You know, and uh, for me, and I'm sure for you, you're no, not much different. The temptation is, is that we get so um, um, hurt and disappointed that things didn't turn out. They turned out badly. See? And so the argument will become, well, you know, uh, that time that I tried, and, but the Lord has to say, well, that was then, and this is now, and we're going to start. This scripture yeah. says the potter would simply start over. You know, it, 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 we can't start over by ourselves. You know, we live in a world that says just be a self-starter. No, the potter will initiate the new for you, his new for you in your life. Mm -hmm. See? And sometimes, you know, one translation says it it was marred in his hands, so he just crushed it. Mm -hmm. He just made it into a lump again and started doing something new. Now, I like this. He says he started that he would simply start over. His left eye was like, well, it's just not that simple. You don't understand. See? You know? I am, I am, and Pastor Ron's going to come. I am, uh, I'm heartbroken. And here's the catch here today. For those of you that need to start over with God in a born-again experience. Those of you that need to start over you know, uh, with God in a, not a repeat performance, but in the new that God has for you. See? See, because we'll find ourselves, you know, over when things turn out badly. Uh, you can come, Pastor Ron. Do you think he you can play? Oh, you got everything cut off? Okay. Well, I'll hum it. Amazing <laughs> grace How sweet the sound. Amen. God's speaking right now. We'll we'll get we'll we'll have a heartbreak. We're heartbroken when things turn out badly. And that becomes a heart ache in our life. It's a hurt. It just won't go away. 
Because all we can see is what went wrong. What shoulda, coulda, and woulda, but didn't. And so then we believe that it won't. Because you become conditioned, and now that becomes your normal. You know, you become conditioned to being broken, disgusted, disappointed, or convinced that God can't use you. And it's a lie. And I'm glad you said that word because, you know, he said he may use the same clay to make another pot. Mm -hmm. He wanted and needed a vessel. Yes. He wants and needs a person, a people that he can use that will serve his purpose. That doesn't change. It says he simply started over and used the same clay. Nothing is wasted with God. All the mess ups, all the, you know, the broken, all of the, you know, all of that stuff is still part of the clay, but God would just make it. One translation says another way, mm-hmm. not another, not another life for you. Just we're going to do it another way. God says, "I've got a better way. I have a greater way that's not going to waste anything of what has happened. Any, any, you know, the the for the for the hurt, this healing." For the brokenness, there's wholeness. For the mess up, there's a setup for a step up. For a step up. For what went wrong, see. I'm going to cause everything to be made right again so much so that you will, you know, that you will forget all about, you know, uh, the sorrow. Are you listening? There's a heartbreak, there's a heartache, and then uh, we become heart sick. And heart sick is a heart that becomes infected with an unwillingness to start over, to allow God to start over with us fresh and new. Look at the willingness of God. And he didn't have to think about it. The Bible says that that it was marred, you know, under his hand. He never stopped the wheel from turning. He never stopped, took his hand off the clay. He's never taken his hand off your life. He's never taken his call off your life. He's never taken his gifts and callings. The Bible says he hasn't changed his mind. He's trying to get you to change your mind. He goes... I have new for you because I see you brand new. I don't see all of that. Amen. I see the new that we're gonna that we're going to uh, make uh, uh, of you and incorporate that scar. You know, there's a song that says uh, that says, uh, "Without the scars, I wouldn't know who you are. I wouldn't." And we're because there's a battle for your life. There's a battle for your heart. There's a battle for your mind. There's a battle for your future. There's a battle over you for your purpose, for who God has you and the people that he will use you uh, 
in their lives to serve his purpose to redeem them as well. There's a fight over that. And in the fight, folks get hurt, wounded. Amen. Are you listening? You know, disappointed. But we don't need to be cast down. We don't need to, we don't need to become a casualty in this war. Amen. And how is that? God just says, you know, well, I just feel like the dream is dead. Well, welcome to resurrection power. The message of Jesus is that there's resurrection. The resurrection. Yes. What the devil uh, uh, thought, how he thought he'd won, and, and he was going to, and you have lost. God says, you know, no, I'm not done yet. It ain't over till yes. I say it's yes. over. Amen. It might have turned out badly, but I'm going to do something brand new. Yes. Are you hearing? Thank you, Father. Isn't that good news? Yes. What's well, good news for everybody, including anybody that 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 really needs a start over. Uh, not God taking the old life, see, and redoing that. What he's going to do is make a new you to live a new life. And this life is together, not separated from God. Because the Bible says our sin separates us from God. Now I'm talking about specifically, you know, when we're born into this world, we are born separated spiritually from God. Yes. See? But when we hear the good news of Jesus who came to do what? To bring us back to God. To cross that great divide of separation through the born again experience that we're, we come alive to God out of being dead in our sins. A separate, dead to God. Separated from God. Deaf to God. Blind to God. That through Jesus, that he opens our eyes, he unstops our ears, and he, when we turn to him, the Bible says, he will heal our hearts. Give us a brand new heart that's sensitive, a heart that was stone, rock hard towards God, couldn't know God, didn't want to know God. He gives us a brand new heart. And that's where life starts with God, is in the heart on the inside, with a brand new heart, a brand new life. Amen? So if that's you today, I want to pray a simple prayer uh, in this uh, in this house. And for yes, those of you that are uh, watching out there, say, Dear Jesus, Jesus, I hear you. I hear you. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I need, I need to, be born again. to be born again. I repent. I, repent. I turn from, I turn from the, way I was going. the way I was going. And I turn to, and I turn to you. And I'll follow you. Give me this new heart, this new life. I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you for receiving me. And I thank you for the new life. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, the greatest thing that could ever happen has happened to you. And I'm believing that with you. We'll do everything we can to help you. You need to to have a church home. You need some pastors. You need a family that will love you. Uh, See? And just... Uh, how do you grow up right? Well, you get, you know, uh, live in the house where love rules and reigns. Amen. Uh, Be in the family of God. Become part of a family of God. Don't just worship at a distance. Draw near to God and you'll see him draw near near to you. Amen. Well, uh, for the rest of us, I I believe that, that God has spoken to some people today that perhaps have been experiencing some failure. The devil's trying to tell you it's final, it's fatal, 
God could never use you. Look at where you're at. Look at what you've done. Look at where you've uh, been. You know, I declare that the truth of God's word today yes. cancels that. Yes. Life. I declare that the devil can no longer hide the glory yes. of the gospel yes. of Jesus Christ. Since the good news is, is that God just simply will start yes. over fresh and new. Thank God. Yes. Amen. You know, you Thank just kind of sometimes need to crumple that old page you're operating on mm-hmm. and throw it away because yes. yes. God's done with that. Yes. And you just need to be done with that. Amen. And have and and start afresh and anew with a with a with a clean page, a clean page that's full of options and yes. opportunities. Yes. Amen. You know. God's famous for saying, from now on, Mm -hmm. I'm going to bless you. Mm -hmm. From now on. Yes. Amen. We're going to be concerned with what's next, not what was, not even what is. What's next? And what's next is a greater glory. What's next is the rest of your story, and it's called forever happy ever after. Do you know what what heaven is? Happy ever after. Life together with God, happy ever after. Amen? Amen. Are you ready for that? Well, praise the Lord. I I just believe that God has that for you. We speak that over your life right now in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.